If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. This episode brought to you by Jay's Pack Sex Caliber Bones a Lot. James, Sunzi, <laughs> Steph Nuggs, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Rage Bomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, just like go to the woods. And we'll be there in our Facebook group or whatever. I don't know that we want to be the ones that are already in the woods. You know? I don't want to be in the woods. I, after watching this movie, will never return to the woods. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I've got a secret I've held from you all this whole time. What? what? You guys are all like, we've been to Ireland and all that crap. Guess who's whitewater rafted on the Chattoo <laughs> River? <laughs> Where they film Deliverance. <laughs> it's me, bitch. It's White Trash Mark, and I'm here. Because <laughs> Mikey does the rafting thing, and Mikey does the rafting thing. He goes down rivers and the streams. He goes, yeah, okay, great. Awesome. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin on Page. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like watching scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, Mikey made us watch Deliverance. Deliverance. Usually, 
Paige and I collaborate very closely on movie picks. Sure. That is true. You guys do have like a healthy back yeah, and do. forth. But I, I, I went real hard at like <laughs> Redneck Rampage Southern Slayers Bayou Bastards kind of month what? here. And uh, you, you really <laughs> wanted to do it. You were so passionate. I, I was like, I'm going to let Mikey have this. Let's go. So Deliverance, I've never seen. Me either. You've never seen this? Okay. I've never seen it. I know it's an Academy Award winning film film what? that many people loved at the time. Of course. Yes. And <laughs> it was the 70s, man. Well, the, the bar was very low in the 70s for a no, solid movie. I mean, the first movie that, do, that does something may not do it as well as people who've refined on that thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know a lot about the movie because I have Whitewater Rafted in the river. Right. So you you have like on location experience. Yes. This one goes out to Sam. He was my friend in the dorm in college. He worked as a guide on this river. Oh my God. So he had all the stories. There was no stuntmen really involved in this whole film. The actors did all their own stunts. You yep. can tell too, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I mean that like, it's really impressive, honestly. Like, what are we doing next week? You chose. It's your month. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing next week, Mikey. But the third movie we're going to do is Southern Comfort. Okay. Which is a personal favorite of mine because of how, kind of like this movie. I like Southern Comfort better than Deliverance, but it's on a, it's in a bayou, in boats, same kind of concept, and it is better. Well, I feel like this movie is kind of like Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, in that it gives us the playbook for all other movies like this that come after it, which some improve, some don't. Um, you know, like every Lost in the Woods movie yeah, owes yeah. a little bit to this movie. This is just River, the Hills Have Eyes, whereas like yes. that's the desert version of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is very much like a, I don't want to say slasher, but it, it's like that style of horror film. Yeah. Whatever you would classify the Hills Has Eyes as. But the Hills Have Eyes is out west. And this is really a southern thing. No, I this know. is yeah. hillbilly hell. The experience. You sound like you're like a haunted house barker out front, like a hillbilly. <laughs> Don't horror describe experience. my dream job, okay? <laughs> So you picked the movie. You had never seen it before. First thoughts on it, though, Mikey. What'd you think? Um, okay. I didn't hate it. Hate it. Okay. You could tell that a lot of movies had done this because, like, they they killed the guy after he raped their friend and he was being held at gunpoint. Yeah. Right. And then the big conflict of the film from that point on is, like, do we tell the sheriff? Do we try to escape? Yeah. I'm going to feel guilty about it and all this stuff. And I, I don't know if it's where we are as a society or what, but I was <laughs> like, fuck those people. Kill as yep. many of them as you want <laughs> do whatever you want with their bodies and like i would not feel guilty guilty at all you i'm not gonna nosedive off the canoe because i feel guilty burying the dude that we killed he raped our friend at gunpoint and was about to do it to another yeah yeah and they would have definitely killed them like yes, there's yeah, no way yes. they were gonna let them live like if burt if burt reynolds and the other guy hadn't come up they were dead. They were absolutely dead. The only reason they're alive at all is timing. Yes. Yeah. I would have killed every family in the holler and like, you know, and it's fine. And burned the woods for retribution. <laughs> yeah. It, it's all going to be buried in water anyway because I, I guess environmentalism is a theme as well. But I was like, that's a little overshadowed with the whole sexual assault slash yeah. murdering each other yeah. kind of thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. But like, I, I guess I did not connect with the film because I did not find the conflict believable 
which is I don't think a group of friends, even if they weren't that close, would be like, would give a fuck about people who tried to hurt them like that. No. No. Because you know what you would do? Immediately when you kill that guy with the bow and arrow and the other dude fucks off and runs away, you run immediately back to the canoes and get as far away as possible, as quickly as possible. Yes. The fact that they hung out yeah was insane to me i don't think we would have buried him i've been like let's go let's get the hell out of here no you've been assaulted we killed that guy leave the body how it is this is a believable story we have we have four witnesses yes they had a shotgun and like we would just get to get out the river and and most of the locals were not against them from the film because like the guys did move their truck uh and did take the 40 dollars and did what they were supposed to the other locals fed them and helped them this group probably has records i would assume yeah and like i think you i think everything would have been fine that whole big conflict didn't resonate with me, me which i feel like helped hurt my experience of the film like I, I, it did a really good job building it up of like oh something really bad is gonna happen on this rafting trip and like i thought burt reynolds was gonna have a bigger play in it but like he really didn't he was just there looking sexy without a shirt yeah but like towards the end he gets that like um chicken cutlet stuck in the pocket on his yoga pants <laughs> so like it takes him out for the rest of the movie don't touch it <laughs> it's my pocket chicken <laughs> Paige, you know i'm right that is what it I looks know. like that's what I well and then they're like <laughs> he was shot by a shotgun and i was like did I? Mike, I went back away? and watched it. I know. I did the same thing. I just saw them all fall out of their boats and I was like, what happened? And they're like, we were shot at. And I was like, I didn't what? hear no gunshots. Yeah, were we? They fully, no one shoots at them. That guy, I forget his name, the guitar player guy just kills himself. Like, oh, yes. yeah, he dives off. Which is the note that I originally took in my notes. I was like, Oh, he clearly has a death with. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah. And then where they were like, somebody shot him, and I was like, what? And he acted so well, where he's like, I feel guilt. Ah, and like yeah. I was like, man, he's doing a good <laughs> job acting. I just really don't think anyone would feel that way after that happened to their friends. Yeah, absolutely. I don't feel like any of the three of us would feel that way. Yeah, I'd be like, that's fair. All right, yeah, I leave mean, the body. Let's get the fuck out of we here. We are not notoriously good people. So. Yeah, we're not notoriously compassionate people. But Mikey, I understand the point you're trying to make. And I think the way you fix that is John Voigt is hunting that deer when we see his handshake. And he, it happens again later, and he's trying to hunt a deer, and he shoots someone behind the deer he did not see. And then that person is not involved with sexually or raping someone in yeah. their group. That would make more sense, right? A lot of movies go that way modernly. Right, and, and that would precipitate them needing to kill the other people to save themselves, and then the breakdown of that guilt. Like, the first one, they feel guilty, and then yeah. so on and so forth. Because the last guy they kill is completely innocent. Well, no, is he? I don't or think is he so. the tooth guy? He's not the tooth guy. That's why he says no, and he pulls no, no. his... He had dentures. He had dentures in Yeah, but he pulls his teeth down. It's the guy, because he's like, he had his dentures. Also, that guy did pull a gun on him first and then try to shoot him before he does he... try to shoot him. So, like, maybe or maybe he's related or something. That's why I said I've been like, I would have killed every redneck in my way until I made it out. 
and I, I would just been like, look, sheriff, I can afford a lawyer, so I don't know what you're gonna do, but like that guy tried to shoot me with his shotgun, and I shot him. So whatever the well, here's my thinking: why they felt the need to lie to the sheriff? I wouldn't trust that I would live through whatever holding cell they would put me in. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, I do think the footage and the scenes in town were like moving buildings and digging up graves. And all that stuff is super creepy. It is. And I think a modern movie talking about we're going to flood this whole town and there's a conflict going on right before they're going to flood it would be a very creepy premise. I just don't think this conflict worked for me. Well, because like um, John Voight climbing on top of that cliff to kill that guy who was waiting (laughs) to kill them. um, That's like his big (laughs) internal conflict. And I was just like. Kill that motherfucker. I know. I know. I'm laughing because, of course, you kill the person who's trying to kill you. Right. You don't feel excited to be able to do that. But, like, it's self-preservation. Like, I get that. Also, he climbs up this whole fucking, like, mountain face, is hanging off of it, has not yet climbed onto the top of it. And pulls out his wallet to look at his wife and his kid. <laughs> Did you guys yeah, see that? Like, and then drops it and he was like, no, I'm going to die on this mountain. I was like, way to give away your position, I know. asshole. And also, like, you're hanging off a mountain. Look, John Voigt was a weak little baby bitch. And I don't know if that's like <laughs> a thing to say or what, but like those people are trying to kill you. So they're either going to kill you or you're going to kill them. And that that's at the end of the day, that sucks. But that's a reality. And of course, he wants to like look at his wife's face before he murders somebody. I don't know what his deal was. I think he thought he was going to die and was like, one last look before I die. And I'm like, this look is going to cost you. I know. That look is going to make you die, you idiot. Anyway, I had the same problems with this movie that I have with almost every 70s movie. Pacing. Uh, and I knew I was going to have that problem during the opening credits. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I do sort of think the story is creepy and scary. Like, it's not not scary it is just so much of nothing like i get you're on the river and i get that we're gonna see a bunch of shots of that and a lot of those shots are really cool but a lot of it you don't need yeah no i (laughs) i agree a hundred percent that's kind of how i felt going into this where they clearly did it all practically which, Which is high cool. fucking yes. marks. I don't care that like literally 98% of this movie is ADR'd. Like it's voiceover, yeah. you know? Like right. I don't care. I'm on board that that would have been impossible in the 70s to get, capture some of that, right? Yeah. Well, and, and for me, I was just like, it looks very cool, but yeah. it means that all your shots are pulled back. You have very little close-ups. It's very hard to hear the dialogue. It's very hard to distinguish between who is who. Yes, Paige. The first close-up, I had to pause because it was six minutes into the movie. Yes. I was like, why haven't we seen anyone's face yet? And the first time you get a close-up on someone's face is... Burt Reynolds, I think. I think it's six minutes into the movie. Everyone else is at least cowboying up or further away, which is like shins up. But yep. this movie was fucking huge back when it oh, came out. Oh, we will talk about that, baby. Here's yeah. the thing. I understand because I don't think people had seen many things like this visually. Because like to do what they did practically is almost impossible. And even today would be very difficult. Oh, yeah. And they... They even had to do a bunch of post-production because it looked too pretty. Like, the landscape was too pretty. But those shots are gorgeous. And it is this very dark story 
against this gorgeous backdrop and they just spend too much time on that gorgeous backdrop where this movie is 150 minutes long or not 150 it's it's an hour and 49 minutes yeah hour 49 minutes it could easily be an hour 20 Oh, yes. Max. I, this would be a very tight 90 minute movie. A yeah, hundred. Yeah. And I was just telling my mom over, I was at my parents' house this weekend, and I was like, at this point, for the amount of movies I have seen, you better fucking justify why your movie is un- like over 90 minutes. There better be a fucking reason. And here's the thing if you're Jordan Peele and your story is whatever, I get it. You deserve the extra time. I give it to you. But there should be no rom-coms over 90 minutes. No, there should not be. No. <laughs> like, as a rule. Yeah, that is our other podcast, Romancing the Pod. But there, sure. I do agree with you saying this movie should be 90 minutes. Like, yeah. it should be 80, 90 minutes long. And it would be way better, in my opinion. Yes. Because, um, like, the the scene is very that, creepy. Like, And it goes on for so long. And they just don't really cut. Like, they do cut no. in the scene from shot to shot. Yeah, it's but it's, brutal. like, a lot of long shots, which feel very eerie to me like it's it's really yeah. effectively done and i and i will tell you rafting this river so the way we did it <laughs> sam i'm gonna i'm gonna do this is my ireland let me fucking have this it's the most dangerous thing i've ever done outdoors like because our my friend sam in college he took us and it was like usually they go with like groups like a bunch of rafts and like mm. guidelines and kayaks he's like no i'll just take you guys myself it'll be free mm. so we were in like a six-person raft just us on the river by ourselves. It took all day. It was vi- the rapids were very dangerous. It was he was like, and at the part where he's like, most people have died right here. Do what? not fall out right here because there's a drainer. And if you want to fall out, this is the worst part of the river to fall out. He immediately falls out as soon as we start hitting that <laughs> rapid. He's hanging on to his life in the back. I'm freaked out in the back. And like it was an intense experience. Did everyone make it out alive? Yeah, I mean, because last we heard, your uh, your tour guide was like hanging on for his his life. But we we made it through that rapid. I like lifted them all into the boat when we got it. And nice. Then, but it took us probably 10, 11 hours to do the whole. Like we were out there for a long oh. time. We didn't get back till way after dark. That sounds Ugh. terrible. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I was watching this movie, because I've, I've canoed and kayaked. I have not enjoyed either. You would be hard pressed to get me on this trip in general. <laughs> I'd probably do this trip. No. I mean, Mikey and I have been canoeing and kayaking together. Have fun. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Oh, I love rapids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. So I, I probably would do this. Uh, I wouldn't fuck with no locals, though, for reasons. Well, I will say that in modern day, the real estate around oh, yeah. rivers such as this yes. has much improved in value where they're not a ton of locals like that anymore. No. It's like most of them got rich. Correct me if I'm wrong, because <laughs> after seeing these rapids and having been in a canoe and shit, I was like, I feel like this is more of a rafting river. I don't know why we're trying to put canoes down it. This seems counterintuitive, and maybe I'm wrong. No, Paige, I had that same thought. I was like, maybe uh, raft technology had not reached the 70s. Like, I don't know. They still had wooden paddles back then. I was like, I don't know what it was like in the 70s. It looks very terrible. But also, I would be that friend that was like tricked to go where like he didn't tell me the real thing. I'd have been like, this is dumb. I don't want to do this. I would be livid if I got tricked into going on this trip 
someone I didn't know, and that person turned out to be someone who thinks they're Rambo. Yeah. (laughs) I would be livid if Lewis was on my trip. Here's the other thing. And as someone who is, I'll call it indoorsy, uh, (laughs) you would be hard-pressed to talk me into this trip full stop, regardless of who was going. And then when you were like, oh, no, we'll have the locals drive our cars down, I'd be like, well, I'm getting out now. Yeah, I'll (laughs) drive the cars down if you like. Hard pass. I'll meet you guys down there. Uh, yeah, I've got three books. See you in three days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna book myself a little hotel, a B and B, and just chill out because no, uh, hard pass. This is like the people who are like, no, it's an easy hike. Fuck you. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> you said hike, and now I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> like no thanks. I had trouble looking at anything on the screen that wasn't John Voight's mustache because his mustache <laughs> it doesn't connect in the middle yeah it's not even it's real fucked up it's like his l- upper lip has eyelashes it was very strange <laughs> yeah it kind of looked like the top of your feet <laughs> all right you know what accurate but hurtful all right yeah they they had wooden paddles but if we were on this trip it'd be Todd's feet Todd's feet <laughs> look like Paige and I murdered them on a river and they we we Buried them in the water for four days <laughs> instead of the hand coming up at the end of this movie. It's, it's my just foot. Todd's foot. I also I was like I don't know how he thinks that hand is gonna come up because Drew's arm was fully just like behind his head. For what I don't know why, but I thought that was the guy they buried. I thought that was supposed to be his hand. Oh maybe. I mean it's not anybody's hand. It's a dream. So like I, that's why I made me think it was the guy they buried. Well, the whole thing I was just like he's guilt. He feels guilty. I would have been like. Whatever, fuck them. Not only would I not go on this trip, even if I did, let's say the planets align and I end up on this trip, I will fully kill someone with a shovel. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, no, you you sexually assaulted a person in our group. You're all dead. You're all dead. I saw. Like, I had this whole head cannon of like the guy who dies of suicide. Of like, well, he must have been going through a lot. Oh yes, I had the same thought. I was like, <laughs> that guy is at the end of a very sad movie that we only got the last ten minutes of. He was like, he's like, if things don't get better with this trip. Then something really bad's gonna happen <laughs> and something just really bad happened. He's like, God, I need you to send me a sign that my life is gonna turn around. And then this happens a day later. And he's something, like, Something, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I over. just don't think they laid out a morally gray enough argument for me. And, and, I, and I've said that three times. Yeah. yeah. But this guy takes it like he's like, We murdered babies. And that's how he acts the rest of the film. And I was like, no, bro, that guy was like going to kill y'all. And like, he was obviously going to kill y'all. Yeah, he was absolutely going to kill y'all. Here's the thing. I would have (laughs) been, I would have been the person that when Burt Reynolds is like, no, we clearly bury it and then run. I was like, damn straight, Burt Reynolds. We don't need to vote. Like, like, listen to the man in the vest. Yeah. I do want to get me a sleeveless wetsuit. I think I would look fucking baller in that now (laughs) mikey i will buy you one for christmas thank you (laughs) their wetsuit the wetsuit was cool but then all the life vests looked like zardoz like (laughs) no they look like vests that i would wear in 2004 and that's like not what i like a puffy vest you know Yeah. yeah yeah 
Old Navy, yes. I've got my Old Navy Lands in vest. The kind where you're like, <laughs> it looks kind of like what Jedi's wear or people in Star Wars wear in Tatooine. Uh, well, maybe we should get to this movie so we can break down the worst church canoe trip ever. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> One of mine was a church trip and I didn't like it. I don't know. I think there's probably worse church canoe trips. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least they murdered the sexual assaulters. You know what yeah, saying? yeah, you know. <laughs> Before we get into it, the part of canoeing and kayaking that I hate the most is being <laughs> wet and hot at the same time. Okay. So wait, Paige, you think it's bad when you're hot and wet at the same time? In this context, yes. A, because like, also there's like bugs and shit and I hate bugs and just outside in general. Ooh. But it's it's the feeling of wet clothes that are not drying on you. And being hot. Yeah. So it's like chafe nightmare. And it's not enough fun for me to endure that. Okay. I love being wet and hot. Let's talk about it. Nope. And I love kayaking. I wear my compression shorts. He does. Then a, a pair of trunks. Yep. And I've got those those long sleeve like dry wick like beach shirts that I wear. I love kayak. I've always loved kayak. There's a lot of kayaking around Nashville. There is. Yeah. I used to have my own, I have my own kayak. I used to have my own kayak. I, I, I want to get another kayak again. Wait, you have one. You used to have one, and you will buy one in the future is what you're saying. Yeah, it's the holy trinity of kayaks. This episode brought to you by Big Kayak. Mikey, <laughs> officially endorsed by every Big Kayak brand. Well, I'm just saying, how, how else can you say I own a boat and only spend $200? How else can you say I'm 30 and single, ladies, without ladies. owning a kayak? Now, <laughs> is ocean kayaking is very nice, but rivers... No, you can keep them. <laughs> I like rivers. They're gross. I like tributaries too. I mean, I'm just going to start including all of them. Yeah. Lakes. <laughs> it's also why I don't swim in lakes. What you need, Paige, is a good estuary. Look, <laughs> guys, we're really close to the environment to shit in the shit. And then we're going to have an indoor dome where it's like, you can kayak six miles in the dome and there'll be no snakes and no mosquitoes. And I'd be so fucking down with that. Love it. I'm on board for that. Yeah. You heard it here. We are pro global warming. Destroy no, we the environment. Eat so we <laughs> <laughs> they buried a perfectly good meal out in those woods. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this. You got to eat what you hunt. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Be responsible. Use every part of the animal. Oh, Todd hates us today. I don't love the the cannibalism stuff. No, I I'm not a huge fan of cannibalism as a concept. Would I do it? Sure, in a pinch. Is it because you don't like food? or <laughs> my, my problem with cannibalism is exactly the same as I have with any kind of food. It's just too filling. Mm. He only wants two slices of the murderer. Yeah, he's like, I ate both piggies that went to the market and I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some good calf muscles. What are we talking about? <laughs> Can we get into this episode, please? This is what we get for starting to record at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> do you like how I was like, don't start till late. I want weird late night energy for this. <laughs> I do too. I don't know what you were doing, but I think Mikey planned a busy day so we could have this conversation from 10 to midnight. If I told you about my day, I would sound like a very prestigious, successful businessman. I had a press junket and, and then a board meeting. <laughs> I know. I wore a jacket. <laughs> I know. You showed up to recording still wearing it. Well, Are we going to talk about this damn movie or not? 
Yeah, we open on the credits where people just talk and you don't have no context and then you don't yes. know who's saying what. And I love it. I hated these credits so much, Mikey. I could not stand Allow it. Allow me to sum up the very long credits with no context. Please. The river that they are about to canoe on is going to be dammed up. And so this is kind of the last chance for them to travel down the river as is before that happens. Now, they are not normally canoers uh burt reynolds is the only one who is who speaks in weird poems through the entire film and is trying to convince them all to go because manliness and because he wants to play the game the game what is the game i never really figured that out oh you both just lost the game <laughs> and everyone listening <laughs> his game is survival like yeah. wholesale survival yeah 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 store brand rambo mm -hmm. yeah he is like the guy who saw rambo and then thought he was rambo yeah he is not as cool as rambo fucking slaps i don't want to put out the impression that burt reynolds slaps in this movie he does not he uh he kind of slaps he could he could slap <laughs> some cheeks you know what i'm I saying mean, he is hot i'll give you that but and he is over the top insane like i think he does a great <laughs> okay, job acting in this movie crazy. but his character <laughs> would drive me insane to put this into context his character has gone camping five times and the rest <laughs> of these people have never been camping and that's the difference he is still paying off his rei credit card you know what I'm yeah, saying? i think this is before like the 70s was like truly like just gather your shit and yeah, go out hit the, the army they didn't have store. like north face yeah they yeah. didn't have all that stuff yeah and he is more skilled than them but he is not like Bear Grylls or the people on Alone. No, no. I mean, this movie is just honest city slickers. Like, yeah. they both won Academy Awards. That is a fair comparison. Thank you. This didn't win, by the way. It was nominated, but it did not win. Oh. Well, well. it got more than it was. <laughs> yeah. This is based on a book. And a big theme in the book is that these are city slickers trying to escape the stress of everyday life and believing <laughs> that the woods are this kind of perfect, calming <laughs> place and not realizing that A, people live there and B, they might be murderous. Yeah. When really the perfect calming place is a $150 12-foot pool that you can get from Lowe's delivered to your house and set up in your backyard as an above-ground oasis. Is is this legit a Lowe's this ad This is an right ad now? for the Redneck Riviera in, in Mikey's ad? backyard. Yeah, brother. Yeah. I still want to do a bonus episode from that pool. You're invited. Mikey's just back there every Saturday just like wasting away in my backyard pool. Every Saturday? <laughs> I'm like, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> 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 Mike, are you working from home? And you got the laptop on a floaty? <laughs> yeah. you, have, you have a work shirt that is completely soaked, but you're, you're like clearly <laughs> in a pool, but it's still like With a button jacket. down. Like yeah. <laughs> it's hot outside, oh, man. <laughs> It's really my AC's busted or something. That's why I'm sweating so much in this pool. In this uh, uh, not a pool, not I pool, indoor yeah. office, home office. Have you have you gotten the floating tray yet? I've got three cup holders attached to the side. Okay, you got to get the floating tray so you can have pool charcuterie. Oh, mm. you got to be careful with the shark in the pool. I do. I do have a projector <laughs> for movies and stuff. So I think one night <gasps> I'm gonna set up the projector and float in the pool and watch movies. Mikey, I 
want to come to that. We can lay you out can and come. watch the movie, and then we can look up at the stars and hold hands and talk about. If how you our guys best are friends. wondering what people who are middle aged do without kids, this is, I guess, it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I stayed out in my redneck Riviera for nine and a half hours last Saturday. As you guys know, <laughs> I put an audio book in my ears. I had beers. And I just like, I got that, very burned. That does sound very <laughs> nice. But is your stomach great. still really, really nope. badly burned? My lotion works. It's okay. not burnt. No peelage. Oh, nice. Wait, what kind of lotion is this? Because I'm a very pale lady. It's a Neutrogena Sun Wait, Rescue. Wait, Neutrogena or Neutrogena? No, Neutrogena. Okay. Is that how you say it? Yes. <laughs> but you have said Neutrogena now twice in trying to tell us about this and now i'm confused i'm like is he brian playing some off-brand thing that i'm gonna have to like go on a weird website to find it's the kirkland brand i don't say <laughs> brand names right unless they pay for ads on this podcast okay so blue you hear that Pepsi? <laughs> yeah anyway back down to this movie uh because that's why we're here oh right yeah, right. So opening <laughs> credits, they're all, yeah, they're all back. We, oh, got, through the, we got through the opening credits. Okay. They show up in two cars to what looks like a rundown cabin, but will turn out to be a gas station. Yeah. And everyone's like, hey, I think we're lost. And Burt Reynolds is like, we're not lost. And I'm not asking for directions. I have a giant penis. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, though, does probably have a giant probably. penis. Probably. Well, he's dead. Is he, is he dead? He is dead. Yeah, his penis strangled him. You guys didn't hear about that? <laughs> he tripped on he, it. He tripped. <laughs> He's a fall risk in his old age because of his giant dick. Yeah, when the tripod gives out, you break a lot of noses. You know what I'm saying? He had to like, <laughs> he had to like zip tie it to his leg. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe that's the chicken cutlet that was hanging out of his pants. <laughs> At the it's end of this one movie. ball. And I wonder why my personal friends and family don't listen to our podcast. I don't wonder why. They don't love you like I love you, Mikey. <laughs> That's why. We're the only ones that love you. Join us. And one of their friends has a guitar because, you know, there's always that douchebag who brings a guitar Yeah, he's the trip. guitar guy at the party. His name is Todd. I don't play guitar. I can't. <laughs> I know. The only his name song... is Chris. Yes, his name is Chris. Yeah. Yes. Uh, at least for our friend group, for sure. Yeah. I don't have one of these in my friend group. I just have comics that will tell you stories that then they will later tell on stage so that's our version of it because okay, comics okay. don't know how to relate to people truth uh this dude <laughs> pops out of a car being like maybe you're gonna be the ones that me <laughs> i pretty much so, okay oh, how annoyed would you really bleep be? it <laughs> well i mean it does happen yeah but how annoyed would you really be if like we're on a road trip are you saying how annoyed would you be if someone on your trip had the guitar and is just like yeah. blackbird singing in the dead of night <laughs> yeah we stop for gas and they get out and play in the parking lot i'd be like hello darkness my old friend <laughs> it's almost i would be like to play guitar again <laughs> yeah that would almost be as annoying as podcast co hosts who sing every chance they get while you're trying to record episodes. And all I heard was Mikey bitching! <laughs> Michael rode his boat ashore. Hallelujah! Now, controversial opinion, I love dueling banjos. I think it's the most fun part of this movie. It is. It was pretty fucking rad. Yeah. And like, I had heard about it and listened to it before and I was like, this part holds up. It did. Oh, and yeah. that kid looked weird as fuck. Yes. 
that and that actor apparently was actually very friendly and really liked the guy playing guitar and was very excited as they were playing together and so they have to cut away from him whenever he would smile. Oh, that's so cute. Just to burn a fun fact. Yeah. Is he actually playing? It looks like he's they're actually, actually playing. playing. Yeah. yeah, they're playing. That's pretty that's really impressive. I mean, I've seen people do this before, but like yes. it takes a good amount of skill to be able to pull off both of those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and pieces of movies have borrowed from this forever after this movie comes out yeah. this sets the standard like this is the same as in cabin fever when they meet dennis the karate child on the bench <laughs> like and this i love is the that. karate child but yes i feel like this is one of the better versions of it because and this i think informs drew's guilt a little bit later misguided though it may be because i think he feels like he bonds with this person yeah. during this event and when he sees him on the bridge he's kind of like oh hey you know and what he doesn't realize is that no one wants to be friends with them like this was a momentary lapse yeah, yeah. but also i got to introduce armando to a crazy documentary the other day called the wild wonderful whites of west virginia oh, in yes. which yes. they do a lot of the step dancing that happens in this scene yes and it just made me think of that again and i feel like i might have to go watch it again did y'all ever see tickled yes the documentary I about did. the people who yeah. are sexually excited by tickling yeah. of course i have michael yeah. <laughs> where they're like it's all funded by one man and you're like what yeah. yes you should check out tickled for sure i also i really liked an episode of my strange addiction uh that examined lunars which are people who are excited by balloons do you know what crisis counselor has ever been on a episode of my strange addiction have you been on an episode of my strange addiction wait have you <laughs> really <laughs> which one that show is very exploitative but which one nerds out there go find it go find the find show monkeys on what is it I, I, I never signed the release, so they cut everything with the back of my head. Oh. What episode was it? I don't, this could be a HIPAA violation. They were addicted to hippos? Damn. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I got to eat Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy at the end who takes me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you really? I shouldn't laugh. It's so tragic. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't laugh. But Nerds out there, you got to find this. You got to find this on TV. Todd, you got to edit anything that could be identifiable to the specific episode. Sure, sure, like, sure, sure, sure. But there, sure, someone's sure. gonna catch a silhouette and see you, Mikey. They're gonna be like, "Damn, is that a vitamin water from the side?" Oh my god! It's like the Alfred Hitchcock, but like way pointier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back into this bullshit. Yeah, to get back into this. So have either of you seen Wild Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? Yes. Okay, listeners, we have to tell you that all of my family is from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I've lived the wonderful, wild... <laughs> Whites of West Virginia. white trash. I mean, my, my family, this generation, I mean, my brothers and I and my mother have really gotten away from a lot of that. I'm very proud of us. But like, I've got a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles where it's... You know, I'm not saying they would try to sexually assault people on canoe trips, but like I would not be surprised if I was like, yeah, that, I mean, I guess that happened. This is your family you're talking about. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. My, co my cousins aren't nearly that interesting. I think my cousin's out of jail now. So I think that. Oh, I hey. think, does that mean I should cut that out so he doesn't come talk to you? Uh, he's not allowed to leave the state for like six more years. So I think I'm fine. He's not allowed to listen to podcasts. So. Yeah, no. See, Mike, if a story about my cousin would be like, she got a new guitar. I'd be like, oh, good for her. <laughs> a story about Mikey's cousin would be like, hey, they pawned a new guitar. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys a Mikey family story. Are you just gonna shit on your family this episode? Let's I'm here do for it. it. Late Spill night the energy. tea, Mikey. Let's go. I get a phone call from my mom and when they all lived in Mississippi still, and they're like, "Hey, underneath your cousin, underneath he's like living with my grandmother who lives next door to my mom. It's a whole thing. It's a nice neighborhood, but we all live in the same neighborhood. It's a thing." So anyway, my they call me and they're like, hey, underneath so-and-so's mattress, we found all these guns, okay? <laughs> and we think they're stolen. What do you think we need to do? We've called My Strange Addiction because he can't stop, <laughs> stop stealing buying guns. the guns. <laughs> no, they're like, what do we do? We're just going to call his mom and have her take them. And I was like, no. Uh, you, need to, you need to call the police because yeah. that's a felony. And if you do not report it, you're like aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And man, that night ended in some drama. Let me tell you so much. Well, yeah, because they stacked a bunch of mattresses and he couldn't feel any of the guns <laughs> through them. And that's how they knew he was the new princess. Yes, yes he was. Yeah, because of the pea shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what those guns were, guys. They were pea shooters. Yep. I've got a lot of family stories. Like when they wanted, they were we were burying my uncle and then like they replaced all the pallbearers at the last minute with like his druggy friends. And then they almost dropped the coffin on the way to the graveside. And then they wanted to open it back up to take more pictures. What? And the funeral director, who I liked because he'd obviously been around the block, was like, we leave that key back at the other place. And I was like, this man is smart. Yeah, guys, I have a very big white trash branch of family. So this month is going to be very nice for me to talk about. <laughs> this month is really just a cathartic month for Mikey. <laughs> and Mikey, that'll be $125. Per episode. <laughs> $125 is like a whole month of paycheck. So anyway, they get to the river. Yeah, they get to the river. Uh, no, they, they, they get to the gas station. They play the dueling banjos and they're like, hey, we need people to drive our cars to the end of the river so that when we raft down. Well, when they dueling banjos, the gas station attendant does a really cool dance. And I think we need to talk yeah. about that. That was why I brought up Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Because yeah. it's it's the same kind of shit. That started that whole sidetrack for like 15 minutes. Yeah. 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 That one was so long that Mikey forgot how we started it. I always do. I do like that they overlay like they fully in tap dancing sound effects when he's <laughs> yes. clearly not wearing tap shoes and tapping on dirt yeah he could be clogging kind of but it's but... clearly a tap shoe sound clogs have more of a wooden sound and tap is more metallic yeah i thought it was funny i was like some foley guys having a laugh because he knows the director's not gonna notice <laughs> my favorite version of that is in cannibal the musical oh we should do that movie we do need to eventually do that movie i do love that movie uh a guy sinks into the snow and starts tap dancing on so snow. stupid i love that movie oh my god <laughs> anyway they can't drive for some reason uh because they have acute banjoitis well no they they can't drive because i think the only person who's actually like they're there is the gas station old man. Mm. Like the other kid that's there is like too young to drive. So I think he's like, go down to the house or whatever and ask for these two brothers. They call them the driver brothers. And I think it's because they have a tow truck. Okay. So the, they do. the thinking yeah, being, You're right. two of them will drive, the tow truck will follow and then the tow truck will come back and then leave the cars there. Yeah. Which by the way, I was like, those cars are never getting there. Like I, I did not believe 
that those cars would get. And I was like, who would get strangers to just like, here are the keys to our cars. Nothing will ever be stolen. Like, the 70s that's were madness. a wild, dumb time period. This is why serial killers were so prolific in the yes! 70s. Yeah, because it's literally the, the most violent decade on record. And now, granted, that's because that's when we started keeping records. I, right. I understand sure. that there's a little bit of, you know, but what what are we doing yeah that's a spectacularly dumb thing to ask someone to do also did you catch the price they gave him for filling up both cars yeah 4.99 did you <laughs> catch the price that they that they talked the brothers into driving their cars to the city yeah it was $40 yeah, yeah. they settled $40. on. If you adjust that for inflation, that's like $300 today. Which to me seemed more like normal, yeah, I that, guess. Yeah, that makes that's sense That's a lot of me. money, yeah. you know? But $4.99, I was like, I paid $5.40 a gallon the other day well, I mean, for but one even, car. Even $4.99 is $36. Like, if, if you adjust for inflation, yeah. that's $36 today. I mean, I'm not... I'm not saying gas is not more expensive than it was in the 70s. It totally is. No, I know. I was just like, for two cars, for less than I could fill up one car. You couldn't even get a $5 foot long anymore for that. Yeah. If you had to make a choice, 99 cent gas for the rest of your life. Okay. But a thousand random kids have cancer because of the environment. Or $5 gas. No kids that you know of you cause cancer for. I'll still, uh, no, I'll stick with the $5. I can live with $5 gas. It's fine. But I'll just make every kid high five me and thank me forever. Fortunately, they amputate their hands because they cancer. <laughs> Damn it. They had a very rare form of hand cancer. <laughs> you know, that hand cancer that's going around and all these. <laughs> TikTok crazes or yeah, whatever yeah. with your TikTok and your vapes. <laughs> TikTok is that what you said? You goddamn lunatic! I love you. <laughs> your Neutrogena and your Tip Top. <laughs> yeah, these damn exennials or whatever we call them. Oh God. Anyway, they drive to the Driver Brothers, where there seems to be another collection of. Uh, questionable individuals around. It honestly looks sort of like a homestead and like a few people live there. Yeah. But this is where they talk to one of the brothers and they offer him 30 and bargain to 40 to get them to drive the cars down to where the river ends. Yeah. Um, and they all pile into a tow truck that has a lot of guns in it that you can kind of see through the windows. Yeah. Well, the the driver brothers do. Everyone else, yes. uh, you know, just gets in their car. And then Lewis like cuts off the locals who are driving the tow truck that we're going to just drive to the river with them because he wants to right. find the river like a fucking idiot. Yeah. I, I don't have time for machismo shit. Like let's, we got to move on. Like Lewis, stop being an idiot. Yeah. Stop being an idiot. Get us to the river so we can get to that tent later. Yes. What? I mean, there's no way John Voight and Burt Reynolds characters in this movie have not slept with each other. I don't blame either of them. Oh, no. <laughs> in the middle of the night. I be fucking John Voight. <laughs> Through the valley of fields. Anyway. No, so. I, I also love that this group of friends is like one of those group of friends that like barely stands each other but still hangs out. Yeah, what is that about? It's about being a man where like your friends 
just stay your friends and you hate them. The version of manhood that is put on display by Lewis in this movie is one that like needs to die, man. Well, no. yeah, this is a very traditionally <laughs> toxic man. Yeah. I mean, cause John Voight was like, I actually kind of hate him. I do go camping just as much, but I don't have his whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I feel like John Voight goes camping with him because he knows more camping stuff. And John Voight thinks that he doesn't know enough, but after this trip, he should understand that he does. Yes. But I don't know how you guys are with traveling with friends, but I have very specific people that I limit my travel with. Yes. Yeah. I can't help but notice that I've never been invited to the beach with Mikey. I can't so. invite you to the beach. You always catch COVID and shit. I don't want to put my family <laughs> through that. I've only ever once gotten COVID from you. How many dead crabs have you found, Todd? I don't know. I don't go to the dunes. Over. Leave your COVID in the dunes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't want you to bring your girlfriend and make out in front of everybody on the beach. That sounds disgusting and terrible. Yeah, there's children. <laughs> yeah. They're going to learn today. <laughs> Anyway, they make it to the river. They get into the canoes. And then they're basically whitewater rafting in canoes. Uh, they pass under a bridge where the banjo child is. But he looks at them as if he doesn't recognize them, which I thought was interesting. Because then I was like, is it a second He's banjo like, oh. child? Or is he like, oh, they gonna die? He might not be able to see all that great. He is sort of squinting the suns in his eyes. Like, yeah. It seemed to me like he was just like... I think that looks like the guy who's playing. I can't tell. He's on. He's gone now. Okay, whatever. Have a good time, guys. Yeah. It, it made me think. I was like, did people not raft or kayak or canoe back then? Because it was like the movie presents this as like, look at this. This is pretty crazy. <laughs> These people are going to get onto this little boat and go down this river. And people are like, mind blown. At one point when they come out of the river for a second, they're like, this is how the explorers first explored this country. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And probably like every family of four, like last weekend as they were canoeing down the river. Like, what are we talking about? But back then where audience is like, holy shit, you can do this on rivers or that boat's like, made of metal how's it floating right well that's <laughs> the only canoe i've ever been in was metal oh yeah a lot of them are yeah anyway yeah i think it wasn't so much what you talk about canoeing i think it was more like this river is very rough and there's a lot of rapids i don't think that's wise but i think no one can really articulate that oh yeah i mean some people like their rapids rough and i get it i like scary shit i get it anyway they make it to basically where their first campsite's going to be at which point burt reynolds bow hunts a fish Hell yes. He boats too. He gets two of them. He gets their dinner, more or less. He does. But while he's doing it, he's like, machines are going to fail and the system's going to fail. And I was like, look, you're pretty, but you don't need to talk. The, yeah, I mean. He, I'm like, wow, things really haven't changed. No, I mean, if, th <laughs> if this was today, he'd be like, there's going to be another QAnon drop and we're going to figure out that JFK Jr. is still alive and doing 9-11s or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Doing 9-11s. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's always crazy shit like that. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking that adrenochrome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Stupid people that want to feel smart are the scariest people I've ever met. Like, You're welcome. Can, people who fall for that kind of shit is like, oh, it's so scary. Yeah. Don't worry, y'all. There's going to be a second pandemic in two years. Honestly, there probably will be, and now I'm ready for it because I have a house and I'm working on getting a garage fridge. No one will stop me this time. <laughs> Who stopped you from getting a garage fridge the first time? You did, Todd. We didn't have a garage because we were in an apartment. Yeah. 
because of Todd. So Paige's so, yeah, government. Because of Todd for <laughs> some reason. Because of government and Todd. It's more than just now I've started building my compound. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The first thing I put on my compound is a pool. <laughs> I, my lawn is not quite wide enough to do that. I'm going to have to figure something out. I was looking more at hot tubs at the fair, although the fair's prices were not great. I think I'll go Costco instead. I like that. Your county fair sells hot tubs? Do yours not? Todd hasn't been in a while. They sell full on furniture and mattresses and shit. Okay. I just, I eat a corn dog and throw up on a ride. I don't. Yeah, no, I, I go to the fair. I don't ride the rides because I don't trust rides that can be assembled in a day. Uh, I go to see all the arts and crafts because ours has like whole buildings of like quilts and crochet, sure, whatever. Yeah. And then to eat the craziest things I can find <laughs> uh, while I do that. And then we watch the pig races. Oh, strawberry one this year she was delicious yeah sourdough jack came in second that's who we were rooting, rooting for but you know what it's all good nice pun by the way rooting i was rooting for purple nickel jack purple I, I nickel pur jack <laughs> I, can't, I can't do bread jokes man it's like my kryptonite no i feel like you can't mouth word jokes tonight <laughs> i'm so tired you're the one that demanded we record this late at night shut up todd <laughs> <laughs> god damn it people are not gonna understand that you're like joking like mikey is fucking around like it's because they can't see my face I Great, know. all my ama questions will be what, what do you mean to todd i'll be like have you seen him you don't even know him like i know him <laughs> how could you be mean to todd he's so nice I had no Todd, so I know that what you just said is factually yeah, I'm like, incorrect. I'm, like, I'm glad Todd's nice to you on Twitters or whatever. <laughs> on Twitters. <laughs> Mikey is the youngest boomer I've ever met. <laughs> and I think that's why I love him so much. I'm so ready to just like walk down the street and be like, fuck you. And then like you're just too old that people can't do anything about it, you know? Is that a thing? <laughs> like you're looking forward to just walking on the street and cussing people out. I, I age am. internally faster than the normal. Like they're like, what do you do at night when you like you live alone? You have like your own house. I'm like, I sit on my porch on my front porch, <laughs> drink my mint julep, yeah, wear my hat made by Dino DNA. Yeah, exactly. See, I crochet sweaters do you want to see my new sweater that i'm working on yeah i uh have been playing a lot of final fantasy 16 it's the horniest of final fantasies i'm into it Ooh, are the giant rectangular swords shaped like dicks no <laughs> no it's not quite that horny ah uh, that's a beautiful sweater thank you it's very colorful mikey would say the same if he wasn't scrolling on instagram <laughs> high-fiving thirst traps with his thumb <laughs> that's not my thumb so he catches their food and he gives John Voight the business of like, why do you even come on these trips then? You're not a mountain man. You're not here to play the game. I mean, that is the incelly kind of shit he says this entire movie, yes. Except yeah, they yeah, do yeah. have inflatable mattresses, which is not very roughing it. Just you that know? one guy. And he, I think, threatens to fuck it, question mark? Hey, you know what? Hey. Times are tough. Okay. So they like cook dinner and they're like talking. Yeah. They cook dinner. They get ready for bed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And John Voight at this point is just like, it really is beautiful out here because he's super drunk. And I'm guessing that as soon as we cut away in this scene that he and Burt Reynolds made sweet, passionate love. That's the way it seems to me. That's how the middle of his mustache was rubbed off. It's got to <laughs> be that, right? 
It's it's like a friction burn. <laughs> like on Burt Reynolds' taint? <laughs> Look, I don't know. I wasn't in the 70s. I don't know how that works. I don't know how the mustaches work. Look, all I'm saying is I think this canoe trip included mustache rides. Oh, I definitely think this canoe trip included some canoodling. Yeah, canoodling. Nailed okay, it. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, uh, Lewis doesn't drink, who is Burt Reynolds, because he has to stay alert. For the game in the forest. It's all about survival in the, the game. game. It's like having the worst friend. I would say you you could have way worse friends, but this is a type of bad friend. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Like, I get that you're good at camping. Stop making it my problem. Yeah, like... It's it's not even a game. They don't even have a, a sport on ESPN. I don't know what they're talking... Well, it's not alone. I was like, alone is basically... <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Naked and Afraid, I think, is their their Olympics or whatever. And hey, would I watch young Burt Reynolds naked and afraid? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would. And I'd be so mad that they blurred things. <laughs> like, hey, his whole bottom half is blurred. What's going on? Someone get Paige the uh, Burt Reynolds Playgirl magazine. That comes up in Fun Facts. You're welcome. Oh, uh, shit. Nice. Yes. Love it. Anyway. The other friends do kind of make fun of him as he goes to bed because he like goes out into the woods for a second. And he's like, I thought I heard something. And they're all like, he thinks he knows the woods, but he doesn't like he thinks he's cool, but he's not like that kind of thing. And then he comes back and he's like, I thought I heard something or someone. Anyway, going to bed night. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like but this is the first time there's any indication that there's someone following them in the woods. Yeah. We get confirmation of it later. So I definitely do think he actually hurt somebody. I do think so, too. Yeah. And, and I do think that this is, I think the best version of this movie is the ritual. And I think yes. the 90 minute version of this movie, it doesn't have the supernatural elements, but it comes close to that creeping dread a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's never going to be as scary as the ritual. That movie's fucking terrifying. We're going to watch Southern Comfort, which I think solves a lot of these problems, but it's still very early 80s. Okay. This is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Horror Virgin here. <laughs> Talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh -huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Ket ket <laughs> Mikey, you've said it wrong so many times, I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, the next morning, John Voigt wakes up. He gets his bow and arrow. He goes to hunt a deer. But when it, the time comes to actually shoot the deer, his hands are shaky and he can't do it. Yeah, yeah he gets like murder stage fright. I, th- yeah. I thought it was withdrawal. I think he's got some sort of habit that he did not take care of that morning. <laughs> he's trying to kick that black tar heroin and he's just like, <laughs> just d- didn't get his fix this morning so he can't operate as normal. All these needles are just pine needles. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounded by all these needles and can't get a fix. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the energy I wanted for this episode. <laughs> right this moment here. It is 11.08 p.m. Hey, we're going to get you out of here before 1 a.m. so you can go to Taco Bell. That is what my plan was. Because Mikey didn't send me his audio for the commercial that has to go into the Romance in the Pod episode on Thursday, so I'm going to have to have him send me that and then edit it tonight so I can upload it for review. Oops. High-roaded, Mikey. High-roaded. <laughs> well, I take the low road with the canoes. It looks like you're going to have to Postmates Taco Bell. <laughs> it's a good thing I did it in one take. Oh, no. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. There's 74 minutes of audio. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, and it's just Mikey saying every word, but like not in a sentence. So I had to chop it together. See, I'm just picturing Mikey doing a single, single take, just like Neutrogema for your <laughs> I know, face right? and body. Yeah. I love to sell feet pics online. So I needed nutrients. <laughs> To let make my feet look really good. What the fuck? Hello Fresh is really good <laughs> at feeding your body to sell your feet pics. Well, we got it in one take, Paige. <laughs> also, wrong podcast. <laughs> it's supposed to be on Romance of the Pod, not Horror Virgin. God. Anyway, so he comes back from not shooting a deer. I think they should have had the name Goodbye Stale. Oh my God. <laughs> HelloFresh. <laughs> How does this turn into a marketing meeting for HelloFresh? <laughs> Guys, if you look at the top-down funnel, and if we're looking at how to get more of our customers from our total addressable market into the funnel, yeah. Their tagline should be HelloFresh Goodbye Stale. Yeah, right? Or Goodbye Hunger. Do you want to use 17 bowls <laughs> to make your own Eoli sauce like I did last night? Eoli? <laughs> Don't correct him. Just let him keep saying it wrong. <laughs> I had the great ginger root, and I don't have mm-hmm. a grater, so I just cut it up really finely, and I fucked it all up. Mikey, how do you not have a grater? Because I'm a lesser. <laughs> <laughs> we have to move on. We absolutely have to move on. I refuse to let this uh, recording go three fucking hours on deliverance. Yeah, no, we, we got to <laughs> okay, move okay. on. Okay, they go further down the river. And that's the... Mo- oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, they switch up positions where Burt Reynolds and guitar guy at the party are together. And John Voight and... Uh, the other guy that they, for most of this movie, is called Chubby, but his name is actually, I believe, Bobby. Bobby Chubby. Bobby Chubby. They do call him Chubby the whole movie. Mr. Chubby was my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they paddle a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of really pretty shots of them like canoeing down the river over rapid w- water. Yeah, just scored with like 
Old Man River. River. Yeah. Or the banjo song. That that comes back a lot. They pull off from the side of the river to the shoulder of the river. The bank, the bank, the bank of the river. The rest stop of the river. Rest stop of the river. And they're just like, there's no Cheetos here. Uh, But (laughs) so they get off. And they're drinking out of the river. And John Voight looks up and sees what he thinks are people moving in the forest. And he calls Bobby over. I mean, it is. He does see it. Yeah, he does see it. And they pop out of nowhere and are just like, where you think you're going? And they're like, oh, we're going down the river to this place. And they're like, the river doesn't go there. And it, we find out it does. <laughs> Uh, they were just being dicks. Yeah, I think they were just lying. Like, I think the hillbillies yeah. were just lying because they knew they were going to fuck with them. I don't know that they knew it was going to escalate to where it escalated to at, at the very beginning, but right. they knew they were going to at least scare them or whatever. Yeah, and and if, at this point, John Voight is like, look, I don't care what you're doing in the forest. If you have a whiskey still, like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. We're just going down the river. So we're going to go back and go down the river and be out of your hair. And they're like, mm, nope. It's time for terrifying sexual assault. So they belt John Voight to a tree with his own belt. Yeah. So moral of the story, don't wear belts. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No. no. You don't want to see what they do to the people who wear suspenders, Paige. Oh. If this is what they do to belt people, I really don't want to see it. No. They snap them right against them nips. I don't think they can do worse. I think that would suspender my disbelief. <laughs> anyway, while while they have John Boy incapacitated, they force Bobby to undress at gunpoint and sexually assault him while yes. asking him to squeal like a pig. It's actually a very long, very uncomfortable very long. Yeah. Yes. scene. I read, I did some research. Oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. I read that the director did not yell cut until Burt Reynolds marched onto the scene and was like, you got to stop. Oh, Because he wanted to go as long as the audience would be uncomfortable. And he's like, I, th- I, I thought that Burt would pretty much do it. Interesting. I wish they hadn't. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it's, it goes on for a long time. It's very it's uncomfortable. It is. Ooh, and it is hard to watch. Yes. And, and by that, I don't mean hard to watch because it's badly done. I mean, it's graphic, directed well, mm-hmm. shot yeah. well, very well done, very graphic. Yeah. Even though they are not they they are cutting strategically viewpoint wise it does not help uh it is still very graphic and very upsetting yeah, yeah. so and he stops squealing and starts just yelling in pain it, it is very yes. graphic and very it's yeah. Just, yeah it's yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible it is terrible and the assaulter completes the assault and then comes over to John Voight with the implication being that they are going to assault John Voight next and they both have guns. So I think it is a reasonable expectation that they would kill them after. I think so. I I think so. I would assume so. And then, yeah, they pretty much assume that the guy with the gun who was holding it on John on the, on the guy until the sexual was like, now John Voight, Get on your knees. You're going to give me what I want. Yeah. Well, he says you got a purdy mouth. Yeah. You got a purdy mouth. Get on your knees and pray. And I better like your prayers. Yeah. Is what he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the the one of the origins of the phrase. You got a real pretty mouth. Yeah. Which, you know, has become famous. This whole scene becomes famous in pop culture despite being horrifying. Uh, yeah. This is the thing the movie is known for. Really? Oh, absolutely. It is. Yeah. I mean, I have never seen this movie and I knew about this scene. I mean, I didn't know how it played out, but I knew what was going to happen, you know? Yes. And Burt Reynolds, as John Voight is about to be assaulted, Burt Reynolds fires an arrow and gets the assaulter who assaulted Bobby through the heart. Like that guy is just dead. Nothing they can do. 
he is he dies you know over the course of a couple minutes but like ain't no saving him and the toothless guy who was gonna assault john voight's character handed that guy the uh, the the actual assaulter the gun right now the gun's like in play and john voight grabs it because the guy who was shot with the bow and arrow was the guy who was holding the gun and that is not no longer his main concern yeah so john voight easily grabs the gun from him and then that's when the toothless guy like fucks off out of there yeah he runs dude the guitar guy chases after him with the paddle like he was going after him which i i sort of liked i was like he was gonna go to battle for his friends man like absolutely then he would have felt really guilty afterwards apparently yeah yeah well and and i think in his mind he was like we need to end what's happening yeah and get them to go away but i don't want to kill anybody but here's it's life and death at this point you gotta kill people sorry it's a survival thing at that point yeah yeah and what we end up with is easily 10 plus minutes of runtime maybe closer to 15 of them debating what to do next which is insane to me it's crazy especially for something that i don't think is that morally gray yeah it's not at all and nor are they safe at this moment like that person could be going back to a camp close by to get more hillbilly folk to kill us all we need to get our asses back in the canoe and down the river and to our cars as fast as possible. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, this debate consists of essentially everyone against Drew. And Drew's thinking of, we got to do the right thing. If the cops find us, this could follow us forever. We got to report it. And everyone else is just like, fuck the cops. Let's bury it. Like, like yeah. what are we even, why are we having this debate? But that takes 15 minutes. It's so much it time. It shouldn't. Yeah. I mean- Basically, the guitar player is like, I'm a philosopher. Let me lay down, you know, Socrates moral Socrates <laughs> page. You know, Pladius's famous student. Not even Socrates. Not even Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> I did hear he was a real Socrates. You know what hey, I'm saying? Hey, everyone in ancient Greece was. Like, old news. <laughs> <laughs> That's why their, all their buildings were white. <laughs> it's also why they have carvings of a lot of dicks like i went to pompeii which i guess is ancient rome but there were dicks everywhere you should go everyone should go to pompeii yeah i hear the locals aren't super nice yeah they're dicks he just said it <laughs> i love how mikey spells out my jokes <laughs> anyway they decide they're gonna bury him and run to the boats but they like hand dig a very shallow grave for him yeah they do the least yeah. thorough burying ever which honestly why do it at all? I mean, I mean, we've talked about this. This whole conflict doesn't make any sense to me. My okay, here was my thinking. It's the seventies, right? Mm-hmm, Good mm-hmm, luck getting mm-hmm. DNA DNA on any of that shit. Oh yeah. Good luck getting usable fingerprints. Exactly. Right. It is in the wild, in a place where there are definitely predators. Leave the body where it yes. lies. Yeah. Uh, would you have taken the arrow? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the most I would have done. Yeah. I would have taken the arrow and maybe shoved a stick in there. Because what's his friend going to go to the cops and be like, oh, we like raped this group and they killed my friend. Yeah. Well, they probably wouldn't mention the rape, but you know, it's, they're probably just going to like, we, uh, they killed my friend and conveniently for no reason. Yeah. We were out hunting right. and they shot him with a bow and arrow. Yeah. I'd have been like, oh, I thought he was a deer. Sorry. He wasn't wearing orange. Call me Dick Cheney. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, I would have, I would have taken the arrow cause that's the only evidence and I would have left it there. And you know what? 
any of the animals would have started feeding on that one wound. Good luck finding out how he died. Exactly. If you got to him in time and had the medical like examiner who knew what happened, like the idea that they would be able to trace it back to them is so slim to none. In yeah. fact, in trying to bury him and in Drew's death, they actually create more evidence. Yes, they yeah. do. Than, than yeah. they needed to. You know, if Drew had just gone along with it and they had just walked away, like they were probably in the clear as long as Drew didn't jump out of the boat. But also, like self defense, like that was yes. not a good situation. Like I, I would have walked out of those woods and been like, those guys tried to kill us. I killed them. Yeah, I killed one of them. Yeah. Or a few of them. Whatever. They all look the same to me. <laughs> well, I mean, to this point, they've only killed one person. They've only killed the one person. Yeah. Anyway, so they, they bury him and then they run to the boats because, again, they don't know who's still in the woods. They don't know what's happening. Yeah. As they hop in the boats. They're all like, hey, Drew, put your life vest on. And he won't. And he's just like thousand mile stare. Yeah. And as they hit the rapids, he just jumps into the river. Just done. Head first. Like swan dives yes which causes the boat to turn it causes them to crash as burt reynolds's boat tries to help they crash they ride down the rapids well burt reynolds's boat allegedly was shot at during this scene it wasn't we don't hear a shot nobody gets shot we don't and and he says that drew was shot but we'll find out that that's probably not the case it's either. not we no. we see his body they do look there is no shot but yeah. i've pulled this when I'm outside doing stuff, if so, if like I'm with a group of friends or whatever, kayaking, I'm like, oh, someone shot me. I definitely didn't fall out of this boat on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, rub some Neutrogema on it. <laughs> anyway, he falls out. They all end up washed out to this gorge yeah. and they can't find his body. Also, Burt Reynolds has a an urgent case of chicken cutlet on his leg. <laughs> it does not look like what they want it to look like, which is, I guess, bone coming through is like yeah, like a compound fracture. Yeah, I read the I read the thing, and they're like, it's a femur break, and I was like, yeah, it looks like his leg fat leaked out, but like, yeah, I'd have been like, look, it's free lipo. <laughs> I just got one real skinny leg now. <laughs> this leg does Ozempic. <laughs> he runs with a he runs with a slight curve to the left. <laughs> yeah, one leg does cardio. The only the other only does weights. He runs in circles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, they get him up onto a ledge. And at this point, they believe someone has shot at them because he told them so. And they think that there's somebody up on the ridge. They say the wound looks like he's been shot. I mean, he definitely has stuff coming out of his leg. I don't think he got shot. I think he broke his leg on the rocks. Like, yeah. that makes the most sense to me. Because I thought he was saying Drew got shot. He was. Yeah. Anyway, so... John Voight decides he's going to climb this cliff to get to the guy that's shooting at them. Which, if you're the guy on the cliff... Just walk over, shoot down, problem solved. That's why I thought it maybe wasn't the same guy. I mean, I don't know. I think it is the same guy, Paige. It's but the same I, guy. So? I was shocked when they climbed up and someone was there. Because at this point, I had rewound it to see if yeah, someone yeah, actually yeah. did shoot at him. And like, I was like, oh no, they're just like sort of gaslighting each other because they don't want to admit to themselves that their friend killed himself. Yes. On their yeah. canoe trip, which is fully what happened. Like, yes. he did just kill himself. My headcanon was there was no one up there. No one got shot at, right? Right. That he just killed himself. And so when they climbed up and there was someone up there, that is not one of the people they encountered earlier. It's a completely innocent party. 
And when they find Drew's body and realize it hasn't been shot, there's a question of who the fuck did I shoot yeah. up there, you know? I mean, that would be a good movie. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, so he... For like 20 minutes of this movie He is climbing that cliff Yeah and then when he gets almost to the top And he's like barely hanging on to the top Precipice yes he pulls out His wallet to take a look at his kids While hanging on the side of a damn Mountain yep he's like this is awful You know what this reminds me of my wife let's take a picture out of my pocket that bitch never putting on her life jacket (laughs) i feel like i'm being dragged down by a ball and chain like my wife here in my pocket the other part of this too he gets to the top and he waits till morning so it's overnight and like if the guy with the gun is the same people right let's say it is why did he come back to find them I would have assumed they were dead and down the river by then. Oh, I think he wanted revenge. He's not a great guy either. He's not no, smart. No, I get, I get that. Like, I, un- I understand why someone from that group would come find them. I would just have assumed that they were already dead at this point. You would have assumed the people who were canoeing down the river were already dead? Yeah, potentially, because we've got the busted up boat that's further up the river that he would have had to pass to get to where they are now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, he gets up there. There's a guy up there, and the guy does pull a gun on him, and he is clearly a man, not an animal. So, like... Something's going on at, yeah. at, you know, yeah. That guy is definitely trying to kill John Voight. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so he fires and we don't see that he hits him. This whole arrow thing is a little weird. It was so confusing. I thought he shot himself. I thought so too, but I think he falls on his bow he is does. what happens. Yeah, and then it's one of the spares that's like just stuck to the bow. Right. You know, it's sort of like a clip for a, a gun, right? Right. Except one of those arrows goes through his own side. But we see the other guy sort of walking towards him and we don't really see him clearly. So right. it doesn't reveal that he's shot until we think he's about to shoot John Voight. It was actually sort of a cool uh, exchange. Yeah, because he gets like right over John Voight and John Voight's got a knife and then he collapses because he got shot. And because I didn't fully understand how he shot him while he also had the arrow in his side, I was like, did Burt Reynolds climb the cliff with a <laughs> with splinted a leg? leg? That is so fucking <laughs> funny. <laughs> what I don't understand is why he lowers the body from the cliff. Leave it as it lies, I sir. don't understand that either. I don't know why they don't just leave everybody they find. Exactly. <laughs> I would. Just I'd be like, if it we make it out alive, is. we'll deal with it. I do sort of understand why they get their friend's body out. That is their friend. Sure. They came with him. It's like soldier rules, right? You leave no man behind. But then they leave him behind. I know. I know. It's crazy. Anyway, so he lowers the body down. I don't know fucking why. Uh, He uses it as a weight so he can kind of climb down, but he didn't need to. Uh, The rope snaps. He gets the body to Bobby and he asks him about Lewis, who is Burt Reynolds. He's like, he had a bad night. I thought he almost died, which you could from infection, shock, any number of things. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. that chicken cutlet's coming through this wetsuit. You get salmonella from that shit. (laughs) Exactly. But so they load up the canoe, and as they move back down the river, they find Drew, who has gotten stuck on some rocks further down. Yeah. And they can't find bullets. And at this point, I was like, so did they kill the guy on the ridge for no reason, other than the fact that he pulled a gun on him, you know, or whatever. Uh, And they're like, I don't know. So they drag him with them. Yeah. But then in calmer water, they tie a rock to him and basically leave his body at the bottom of the river. But I would posit that if they took his body with them, they would be like, there's a tragic accident. Our friend fell out of the boat. We brought his body because we want them to have a burial or whatever. 
you know, you might find our broken canoe. This is all that's left of us. Right. That you would know? Ex- that would explain it right there. And they probably would not go looking for a murder, right? Right. They wouldn't go looking for anything else. But instead, they leave his body in the river. They paddle, paddle, paddle through rapids. Burt Reynolds is screaming as they go over each rapid. And we'll talk about that in Fun Facts. I would love to talk about this right now, though, for one second. Because sure. it's so clear in the wide shots of John Voight and Ned Beatty going through the, the rapids that mm-hmm. it is just the two of them. There is no Burt right. Reynolds in those shots. <laughs> it's so clear. And then cut in like overhead shots that they clearly did like in a pool with like people splashing water or whatever. So they actually didn't. They did almost everything on the river. Well, no, I'm sure they did. But those overhead shots definitely were in a much calmer area. Yes, a calmer part of the river for sure. Yeah. I read this about this film too, is that they did a shot with like a dummy in the kayak going over Dude, a waterfall. don't. Let me do it in oh, fun okay, facts. Okay, I'm sorry. Because that's what I have, but that is why he is not in the canoe at this point. So funny. Yeah. Should we just burn it? Let's burn it. Yeah. He broke his he broke his coccyx. I was gonna say they did a scene with it's just a dummy, and then Burt Reynolds is like, that looks fake. Put me in, I wanna do it. And that's how he broke his coccyx. He breaks his tailbone. Gets out. He 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 also loses consciousness. Yes, gains consciousness and asks the director, "How did it look?" And he goes, "It looks like a dummy that went over the waterfall." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that meant that like like he receives treatment and stuff. But that means he has to finish the movie with a broken tailbone. I mean, he's barely in the rest of this movie. So I mean, yeah. If they shot it chronologically, they'd be fine. Okay, but also, did you notice they did shoot it chronologically? Uh, but yeah, I figured. Did you also notice he's on his back? in pain and then he shifts yep. to his stomach yeah yeah it's so he didn't lie on his tailbone. <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah uh there is also ned Beatty at one point gets sucked into a whirlpool and the crew has to rescue him and it takes 30 seconds underwater and he thought he was gonna die oh my but he god survives. yeah that's terrifying this was, here's the worst part and i'll i'll burn because they all kind of go together because they were not going to use any stunt men and they were going to do it all live they could not insure anyone on the film. And they didn't. Oh, Jesus. The film had no insurance, and they did it anyway, which today would not happen. It would never happen, no. It would never happen. Anyway, they finally get to the calmer part of of the river that's like this little kind of lakey part. Yeah. And they keep paddling. They eventually get to the city where they're supposed to end up, and lo and behold, their cars are there. The most unlikely thing to happen in this movie is that... They just drove their cars there and left them there. I have to back up a little bit because there's a shot where they get down to the calmer, like, mm-hmm. area of the river. And there's, like, that old car that's, like, up, right up on the river or whatever. And, yeah. and they're like, we did it. We're done. We made it. And then they canoe again for, like, what seems like five <laughs> yeah. hours? Yes. I think this was a, a chance for them before they got back back yeah. to solidify their story. And that's mostly oh, what happens no, here. I agree. But they're saying, we're done. We got here. We're here. Yeah, and, and you're not and done. And then they canoe for five more hours to where they then get out to walk to their car. Right. It's insane. But they do get out. They get to a phone. They get an ambulance. They get to the hospital. Yeah. And I do like that one one of the nurses is like, how you shoot yourself with your own arrow. I don't even see how it's possible. But (laughs) John Voight gets patched up. He goes to dinner. Uh, Burt Reynolds is still unconscious because they might have to take his leg. Right. As a souvenir. They, (laughs) They get to dinner and they're eating like 
peas and creamed corn. And my favorite part of this scene, because John Voight just ends up crying over the corn. Uh, but my favorite part of this scene is just the random old lady being like, no, really, it was 12 and a half inches long, a whole cucumber. Oh, you mean the real size queen at the table? We get it, <laughs> Grandma. You like them big. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, don't believe yeah. me, come on over. I'll show you. Ten and a half inches around. Yeah, ten and a half inches around. That's a watermelon. I know. I was like, lady, that's not a cucumber. That's my <laughs> dick. <laughs> You're ripping ass and apple carts. <laughs> You'll never pee regular again. And that's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to like the way you pee. I guarantee it. You're going to like peeing <laughs> when you laugh. I guarantee it. <laughs> anyway, the cops are sniffing around and they're just like, what did you say happened? Because we found this broken canoe. And also this one random guy that we let come on the investigation with us is screaming about his brother-in-law. Well, his brother-in-law is missing, although it does seem like his brother-in-law is also a bad dude. So, yeah, they're lying. They're lying. I'm like, whatever. That is what it sounds like. Yes. It's very clear because he says his brother-in-law went out hunting. It's very clear that his brother-in-law was the one they shot on the ridge. Yes. So, oops. <laughs> anyway, but also, yes, it is implied that he might be a bad dude. Anyway, they managed to kind of shake off the cops by just not giving them enough details and being like, oh, we've been through a lot. We don't remember where the bodies were or whatever. Yeah. And the police just let them go. Like they go and visit Burt Reynolds. Who's just like, Oh yeah. What story? Wink. Uh, like I got you guys. <laughs> He's like, I don't remember anything but with an inch earshot of a cop. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I mean the cop was there like waiting to question him. I think the cop is <laughs> standing in the doorway and John Boyd's like, we got to get our story straight. I'm like, bro, <laughs> yes. this is not a good time for no. that. But it is so obvious. Like the cop then just immediately went back to his chief and was like, yeah. So like John Voight came in and said, we got to get our story straight. And then Gator from the movie Gator said, yeah, I didn't see anything and I can't remember anything. And then he winked really suspiciously. And the sheriff was like, wrap it up, boys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's definitely these two. We found our killers. The town is also ending. Yeah. So it's like, he's like, we don't really want to deal with this right Look, now. It's the season finale of this town. And we yeah. got to wrap all this shit up before the yeah. dragon lady gets here. This is Twin Peaks season two. Like, this is the, this oh. is a wrap on the town, guys. Yes. So the, the sheriff is just like, don't ever do nothing like this ever again. Don't come back here. And they're like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, like, we weren't planning we're on ever canoeing again or murdering some of your citizens. Like, never again. Yeah, but they go their separate ways. And I do like Bobby being like, I probably won't see you for a while. Yeah, he's like, maybe we shouldn't be friends. Yeah, mm -mm. <laughs> and John Void at one point goes through the little, like, a little river section and looks at them re like taking graves out to bury them elsewhere because the town's going to flood. Yes. And then he comes home to his wife where he has a nightmare about a body floating up out of the river. And he's like, no. And she's like, it's a dream. And he's like, all right, <laughs> I'll go back to sleep, honey. It ends the same way. Most phantasm movies do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about deliverance? I do think it is beautifully shot. I just think there's too much of it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it made it broke a lot of contests. What do you say? It broke a lot of ground for horror. Ground. I think broke yeah. a lot of ground. Mm -hmm. It was you know 
It had some interesting questions. I don't think those questions hold up today because we have the internet. I don't know. Oh, yeah. When they're yelling at each other, like, I don't know the law. I would have been Googling on my phone, like... <laughs> Murder question yeah. mark? <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, they tried to kill Paige, so I killed three people. Is that wrong? And then you guys would have been like, no, let's get out of here. I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. Who's got a lighter? Let's do this right. Yeah. Cut to two weeks later, Mikey and I are in a holding cell and they're like, yeah, we went through your Google search history and it seems like within the 24 hours you were reading an article on BuzzFeed about mosquito hacks uh, and <laughs> how then you to hide body. how to hide a body. Okay, Casey Anthony. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd like an attorney, please. <laughs> I'm not with Todd. I'd like to turn state's evidence. <laughs> <laughs> he did kill him. I saw it. No, I mean, I, I appreciate it for what it is in the timeline of movies. Yeah. I do think that this movie walks so a lot of other movies could run. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's a great movie today. Like, I get why a lot of people like it and have a lot of respect for it. I think I have no nostalgia connected to this movie. So watching it, I felt like I was watching every other 70s movie I've watched where it's like the pacing is not great. And like you really could have made it like a better cohesive film by doing a little bit better editing. But like that is the 70s, man. And so it's just like that time of movies I don't love. I, and I do like the ambiguity of like. Lewis being like they shot us and then he goes and shoots that guy we don't really know if that was the real guy or not that he killed yeah because oh, I mean all we have to go on is that the other guy was missing his two front teeth and the guy they killed had dentures that covered his two front teeth mm -hmm. but like they aren't the only hillbillies with dental issues you know <laughs> yeah so, like, most <laughs> of them most of them got it yeah so like that could have been fully a different dude they murdered so the ambiguity is cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that does cause sure. a lot of issues. I just wish they would have leaned into the ambiguity a bit more and not the moral question of hide the body of that particular person. Like, if that happened, they ran and killed another guy, then they have a crisis of faith would have been yes. really cool. Yeah, like, the last guy was self-defense. This one was murder. What do we do now? Like, yeah. yeah. And spoiler, it is two different actors. Okay, so it is a different person. Okay. It's a different guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, like, yeah, they did kill an innocent person then. Or, I mean, that guy was trying to kill him, though. Yeah, well, and I think it might be a cousin, friend, whatever. Sure. I mean, but that guy did try and kill John Voight. So, John Voight, again, was acting in self-defense. Yeah. yeah. Cousin, friend, uncle, and sister's boyfriend, all the same person in this case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are people Mikey refers to as like his family. Yeah. <laughs> mm. At least you're part of the family tree forks, Mikey. But Paige, <laughs> do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Deliverance fun, fun facts. facts. There's a lot of facts about this movie. Oh, it's sure. been well documented production wise. So we are only going to get to some of them. Do it. Feel free to look at more on your own. Yeah. So the first scene that they shot in this movie was dueling banjos. The rest of the movie was shot in sequence, which is very, very rare. But I think part of that is because we see them get more and more hurt yeah. as we go. And it's a lot easier to do that in sequence. Yeah. Now, during Dueling Banjos, director Sir John Borman, uh, he is a sir. He says that the gas station attendant's jig during Dueling Banjos was unscripted and spontaneous, uh, which is not very surprising because almost all of the extras in this movie are local residents that were cast as Hill people. So they literally went to the place where this basically takes place and cast the locals. And that local guy just super loved 
you know, dancing, I guess. Okay. I mean, he was feeling the Holy Spirit in that song. I mean, it's dueling banjos. How could you not? But this movie marks a a lot of kind of milestones. But one of the most notable ones is that this is what takes Burt Reynolds from being a TV star to being a movie star. Now, modern day, there's not as much of a difference between those two. Premium television is held in almost as high of a regard as as movies these days. Hell yeah. But in the 70s, that was not the fucking case. No, not at all. And Burt Reynolds was offered another movie at the same time and turned it down to do this movie. Now, not only did he turn it down, but other people in the production didn't want him to have that part. He was up for the part of Michael Corleone in The Godfather. What? Yes. But Marlon Brando... Marlon Brando allegedly had said that if Burt Reynolds is in my movie, I will quit. He said this because Burt Reynolds was a TV star. He thought that it delegitimized it and a couple other things had had happened. We'll talk about uh, the Playboy thing in just a second. But he didn't think that he was a worthwhile actor. And this movie ends up kind of proving that a little bit for Burt Reynolds, especially because it gets nominated for an Oscar. Now, Notably, it's one of the only films in Oscar history to be nominated for Best Picture, but not also be nominated in the writing categories. Really? So either Best Adapted or Best Original. It's very rare for that to happen. Usually you end up in either, not this movie. And it is an adapted, it is adapted from a book. Yeah, I saw that in the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. Now... The, the kid playing the banjo didn't know how to play a banjo, but they had to do it live. So another banjo player, a similar age, similar size, played the chords with his arm reaching around what? his side while he picked, much oh. like the way that uh, David Bowie did the... Yeah, the glass orb scene. Yeah, the glass orbs. Yeah. No, uh, musicians Eric Weisberg and Steve Mandel played on the soundtrack, but they did play it live in the moment. Uh, or the actors played it live and then the soundtrack version they cleaned up and had actual musicians play it. Awesome. So now following the film, two things happen. Tourism does increase to that part of the country, uh, to uh, <laughs> Rabin County is where it is. Uh, but the camping and canoeing industry almost goes bankrupt. <laughs> so like people go, but they ain't canoeing. <laughs> and it's this kind of weird thing where by 2012 tourism was the largest source of revenue in the county yeah but just to kind of walk around and visit where a lot of people did not camp and canoe i mean it is very pretty i get why you'd want to go and see those sites like it's very pretty but yeah after seeing this movie like this isn't a good like tourism board uh film right. for come canoe <laughs> our rivers it's, right yeah it well, is really pretty though and the canoeing looks fun well, so here's the thing. It's almost kind of like hostile where it's like, come to Eastern Europe. Right. Yeah. And then you see hostile and you're like, no. Come for the rivers. Stay to murder the locals. Stay to murder the locals. <laughs> John Voigt's stunt double for the film, a man named Claude Terry, purchased a lot of equipment used in the movie from Warner Brothers and founded the oldest whitewater rafting adventure company on the Chattooga River. Oh, wow. Okay. It's called Southeastern Expeditions. And by 2012, rafting had become a huge industry. So, like, people didn't canoe, but then it ends up being a known rafting place. Um, okay. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Most of the dialogue in the movie is taken verbatim from the source novel, uh, which is interesting because it sounds very improv. It is not. It is from the novel. Really? Okay. It does sound very improv. You're right. It does. Now... 
Prior to shooting the movie, Ned Beatty was the only one of the four main actors with any experience in a canoe. Uh, Additionally, Burt Reynolds had two weeks to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. And by the end of two weeks was fucking great at it. (laughs) Like That checks out. He's a good dude. Like that that does not surprise me. I mean, he does seem like one of the guys who could pick up that kind of shit very quickly. Yeah. Uh, And Todd, you probably noticed this. I know I did too. But John Voight's climbing of the cliff is a day for night shoot. Where it's underexposed of the bluish tint Yeah Added in post-production You can tell because his hair looks like it's almost on fire at one point I'm like, oh, they tinted this Yeah (laughs) Yeah. Now, the author of the book Who also wrote the initial versions of the script for this movie Is a man named James Dickey And he showed up drunk to the set And got into a (laughs) fight with the director Because the director had rewritten his script And they had a full fist fight Where John Bourne nose got broken and he shattered four of his teeth James Dickey was thrown off the set but they didn't file any charges they later reconciled and became good friends and he ends up giving James Dickey a cameo as the sheriff at the end of the film wow pretty cool yeah yeah okay so what I just learned is James Dickey is the Lewis of his friend group (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah basically so Now, remember we talked about Marlon Brando not wanting Burt Reynolds' movie. Yes. This movie, Deliverance, was actually in pre-production for a long time. Oh. And originally, uh, John Voight's character was supposed to be played by Jack Nicholson, 70s Jack Nicholson. Okay. Um, And he agreed to do it as long as Marlon Brando played Lewis. However, their combined fees would have been more than a million dollars, which was... Uh, half the movie's budget so they had to cast cheaper actors and that's how this happened now they also went to donald sutherland and he turned down the role of ed okay uh because he objected to the violence in the script but he has actually said later on that he regretted that decision because the film was so successful yeah now let's talk about the camera work in this film because while i do think it's paced rough the camera work is beautiful and is done in a way that we rarely see these days. Especially at, a, at this time. Like the shots yes. they're able to capture in like 1972. Like we could, of course, do this now with like drones and it would be super. Sure. Not easy, but it'd be way easier than what they went through, I'm sure. Right. So John Borman hired a man named Vilmost. Zygmunt as his director of photography because Vilmos Zygmunt had filmed the 1956 Soviet invasion of Hungary. What? So, yes. And he believed that anyone who had filmed under the threat of Russian tanks and guns would, it would be a cakewalk to film what is probably a grueling shoot but, you know, needed that level of camera work. But it was probably felt like a vacation to the guy who just like got a bunch of footage from a war-torn country during a war. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When they were looking for an actor to play the toothless hillbilly, uh, Burt Reynolds suggested a man named Herbert Cowboy Howard, who had no front teeth, uh, was allegedly illiterate and had a very pronounced stutter, a, a speech impediment. Okay. But Burt Reynolds had previously worked with him in a Wild West show in Maggie Valley, North Carolina, and thought he'd be great for it. So that's how he gets this part in the movie. Awesome. Yes. 
Now, John Borman's gold record for dueling banjos. He gets a gold record for the soundtrack. Oh, and, nice. Really? Yeah, yes. That's awesome. It gets stolen from his house Aww. by a gangster named Martin Cahill, and he depicted the crime in his film about Martin Cahill, The General, uh, in 1998. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Now, as the Oscar campaign was happening for this movie, which, by the way, if you are not aware, movies don't just get randomly nominated for Oscars. The the studios that make them campaign and put together packets to influence the elector, the, the people within the Academy to vote for the movie. While that was happening, that's when... Burt Reynolds' nude centerfold in Cosmopolitan magazine came out. Heck yeah. Oh, so it wasn't Playgirl. It was Cosmopolitan. My bad. It was Cosmopolitan. Okay. And and Burt Reynolds has said that he believes this is one of the best movies he's ever been in, but he thinks that that nude centerfold may have cost the film a best picture Oscar. Oh. I don't think it did. I, there, were, there were other things at the time that were also very good, and this is too. Look, I've also been too hot to get accolades, so <laughs> I understand. Anyway, so as I mentioned, this is a book, or was a book originally, right? Yeah. So John Borman was not the first person attached to direct the adaptation. Uh, Sam Peckinpah was originally attached to the adaptation, um, but John Borman ends up securing the rights and getting permission from the studio first. So Sam Peckinpah goes on to direct Straw Dogs instead, which I don't think we have done, but it is a home invasion. I guess at the time they would call it a thriller, probably not horror, but that is another movie with a brutal sexual assault in it. Mm. Uh, so they're oddly enough kind of similar in some ways. Now, during filming, the rocks in the river destroyed five wooden canoes and one aluminum. <laughs> what? Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. rough. It's a rough river. I would never canoe that, those rapids. Yeah, it's it too was, much. Yeah. That river scared the shit out of me. I've oh, done yeah. rivers here in town in canoes um, that are way less dangerous than that river, and I've destroyed canoes. Like, I've bent a metal canoe in half. On one of these like podunk nothing rivers. Yeah. <laughs> like bad shit can happen quickly. Now, just two more quick ones. First of all, in the movie, Bobby is the only one whose occupation is revealed. He's an insurance salesman. Yeah. Um, in the book, we find out that Ed is a graphic designer. Drew is a soft drink executive. And Lewis is a landlord. Yeah, that checks out. That does check it out. It does. Yeah. Now, if you want to see the remaining canoes used in this film, you can see them at the Burt Reynolds Museum at 100 North U.S. Highway 1 in Jupiter, Florida. Um, one of them is signed by Ronnie Cox. And those are your fun facts. Well, Paige, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Deliverance in 1972? And Paige, I know you already know because you've already said it, but I don't think Mikey was listening. So, Mikey, do you want to guess? $700,000. <laughs> Uh, that's a good guess. It was actually $2 million. Okay. Now, if you adjust that for inflation, that's like $14.5 million today. So inflation being what it is, that's way more money than it sounds like. Because remember, this is the 70s. Now, I don't have like a weekly breakdown of this movie because it was so long ago. It was obviously in theaters in 1972 um, and did well, as we mentioned before. But what do you think it made domestically at the box office in 1972 and this would be worldwide because it did not get an international release do you know Paige, or do you have to recuse yourself 
I don't know. I'm going to say $20 million. Okay. I would say for the time that's high, uh, I'm going to go $9 million. Okay. It did make money. You guys are right. But it made $46.1 million Jesus. in 1972. So that works out to be, if you adjust for inflation, $335.5 million today. It made a lot of money. Let's just say that. It did very well. I mean, nominated for Best Picture up against The Godfather, Cabaret, and a, uh, a few other good movies. I mean, The Godfather won that year, but still, that's pretty dope. And hey, The Godfather is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's the thing. That's why I was like, look, I don't know if you not having the spread in Cosmo would have stopped The Godfather <laughs> from winning. <laughs> it wouldn't, but I'm okay with Burt Reynolds thinking that. Yeah. That he was just like, God, I was so sexy that they couldn't give an Oscar to my movie that wasn't The Godfather. <laughs> I'm actually currently reading an article in Cosmopolitan about his conflicting feelings about the the spread, but that spread is also part of the reason why Playgirl and things like it exist. Uh, so it's a trailblazer, man. I mean, Playgirl existed beforehand, but other other versions like that come about after. Fair enough. But that is your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale is a scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. I'm going to give this a 2 uh, because it does have some of that creeping dread, and if it was cut a little tighter, I think it would actually be a lot scarier. Todd. I'm going to give it a 3, but just for the scene alone. Man, that whole yeah, thing is brutal. so yeah. brutal, man. And very effectively shot to make it creepy and like just terrible. Just terrible. I'm going to give it a three for the same reasons. Yeah. And that's our scary scale. Well, this week, Mikey, you made us watch Deliverance for your Southern Slashers Bayou Bastards month? Question mark? Yeah. I keep forgetting the way you phrase it, but I like it every time you say it. Yeah, what movie are you going to make us watch next week? Well, do you guys want to stay on a river trip or do you want to like branch out a little bit? Let's branch out. Let's do Wrong Turn. Oh, yeah. okay. Which is a whole franchise we've never touched. It is a franchise that we haven't touched that has a couple different ones in it. It's got like eight movies in it. Really? They made eight Wrong Turns? Which is two complete circles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess your homework is to watch Wrong Turn. I, I guess it's the 2003 version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I'm looking one up. Currently. Well, while you're looking one up currently, let me currently tell them how they can have their review currently run on the podcast. And that is to currently leave us a five star review and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you currently about to read? I'm going to read. Oh, there's a bunch of new ones. I'm going to read editing and loving it. Oh, well, what does editing and loving it have to say? This seems definitely not Todd. It says love the repartee. Oh, mm. I love it. Okay. This is just a joy to listen to. Why, thank you. As a horror fan, I love to hear the recaps and jokes and crazy side discussions that result. Oh, man. We do go some weird places. Yeah. The hosts have chemistry, great senses of humor, and honesty about what they do and don't like. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is a very spot on review. It's refreshing to hear smart, funny people talk about horror films. 
That sounds like a, a diss to other podcasts. Sorry about that other podcast. Yeah, yeah. An awesome combo. Keep it going as long as you can. Five stars. Well, editing and loving it. Thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If if you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been, like, driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She keeps getting into banjo duels with people who come around the house. And honestly, it's fun for the first time. But, like, if it's your ninth time hearing a banjo duel in, like, an hour, you're going to get sick of it, all right? Yeah, well, and and also, she's embarrassed Steve Martin, like, three different times. (laughs) He hates to be shown up. Well, this episode is also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to show you guys a video. So I'm going to steal your screens right now so I can do just that. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Boom. Here we go. <laughs> well. Mikey, how do you say this DJ's name we're listening to right now? Asavizil. <laughs> but it's Avisi doing the Beatles and some other song. It's not bad. I don't hate it. I mean, I'm just vibing along to the music right now. It's, it's pretty great. The drumming in this song is way better than Ringo Starr, though, so I'm sure they didn't use his drum track for this. It's two dumb tracks over. Yeah. You can hear the original one, but then you can also hear the Avicii one. Yeah. Well, that song sort of slapped. Jonathan, thank you so much for sharing that song with us, and thank you so much for sharing your support with us. We appreciate it. We now return you to another episode of The, the Patreonicals. Okay, in Fairytale Land here today, yeah, Andrew, the golden retriever, brings magic beans to Kate, and she calls Allie over, and then they use her fin to dig a little hole, and they bury <laughs> the beans. 
she just pats the top of the like mound with uh-huh, her fin. Uh-huh. She's like, thoo, uh-huh. thoo, thoo. yeah, <laughs> to help it grow. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy with his laser eyes digs a little moat around it. And Bo Easy has some of his Florida swamp water and feeds the beans. The beans grow into a giant beanstalk. I think I see where this is going. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. To the cloud castle. Yeah. <laughs> but it isn't my fault. She was given those beans. She persuaded me to trade away my cow for beans. It all comes back to Sondheim. <laughs> all of it. And there's a big debate about who's going to go up the giant beanstalk. And Isaac, with his black knight armor, is like, I'm going to go. Okay. And uh, Wes, the handsome dude, who is now taking on the personality of like a really bitchy Prince Charming, is like, no, I do not want to go. Oh, I love that. Agony! <laughs> That's legit my favorite Sondheim song page. It's so great. It nails the brother relationship so well. Yeah. She is skin white as snow. Did you learn her name? No, there's a dwarf standing guard. Agony. One more painful than yours. All right, t- cut it out. Cut it out with your sorry. bullshits. Sorry, 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 sorry. Right. Dreskel with his Iron Man suit also goes up. He's going to go up. Um, nice. But he could just fly up. He didn't need no beanstalk. Yeah. Alex, the evil magician with his top hat, is oh. also going to go up. Uh, Lauren, the cave person, hits the beanstalk with their club and was like, no, bro, not going up there. No, we're flipping the script on this yeah. classic fairy tale. Mr. Rage Bomb is like, hey, I just found this magical Jay's pack that if we pull, we, we, it, we open it up and pull out anything we need from it. Oh my God. It's like a magical backpack? Yeah. Jay's pack is a magical backpack. I love this so much. And Mr. Rage Mom says, what do I, I I'm just going to pull something out. And he pulls out Sex Caliber. Oh, okay. So describe Sex Caliber. A talking sword that only says filthy things. Uh, Yes, and now he's king of the P word. <laughs> is it a nation or is it just P words? Well, he had to pull it out of a P word and the person that can remove it gets the power. Yeah, well, they're going to make the Knights of the Mound Table. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a it's like a table that's like a mound with a nipple. It's a boob. It's a boob. No, he he meant pubic mound, I think. Oh, that makes more sense, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was going for there. I've had sex. <laughs> <laughs> and Excalibur says, giant dicks. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> Mikey like, doing the calculus on what a perverted sword would say was hilarious right there. S- stick me in something. No, no, no. You got to go all dipsy with it. Be like, I knew it was you. I can breathe on the back of your neck, like full, like romance oh novel. Oh my god! No, it's not a romantic. It's a male sword, so it's not romantic. No, it's got to be like when you <laughs> you pull it out, and it's like, don't pull me out unless you plan to use me, like that yeah. kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I sent you hilt. Please respond. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, we're going up the beanstalk, and they're like, fuck it, yeah, let's go. All right. And uh, a, a little note comes down. It says, "Help! I am a." Maiden in distress. Why did you say that like you were reading it from like a character sheet? <laughs> Maybe I have character sheet. And I have plus two vitality. And it's like, please rescue me from up here. I'm a maiden in distress. My name is Vixen Avery. Okay. Ooh. All right. 
I like where this is going. My brother's dancer and prancer left me here. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Captain Bruder punches Mr. Rage Bomb in the face and is like, give me Jay's pack because you have all the cool shit and I don't have a ship anymore, so I'm not even a captain. So give me that backpack. So he's got Jay's pack now. Okay. Uh Jennifer with the force fields was like, I'll put some force fields around the beanstalk. So if you guys fall off, it'll be fine. Uh Anthony was like, fuck it, I'll go too. I don't really have anything special about me right now. So I'm <laughs> and uh Sunzi, who is a tin man, says, I would climb up, but my you gotta grease the wheels, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, shut the fuck up. We don't want any tin man fun. And uh <laughs> Natasha and Karun are still having sex in the background of the episode. It's very Good disgusting. Lord. Yeah, they're, I know. they're the fairy smut portion of the Patreonicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gradica, the heavy metal bitch, is like, fuck it, I'll go up there too. But then she's like, Vance, the serial killer, is like, I'll also go up because I can kill some stuff. I haven't killed things in a couple episodes. And they're like, I don't know about that. And then Libby <laughs> and Aaron, who are no longer, they, they're like, we want to go up because we don't want to be mun people anymore. We need to find a way out. And so they all head up the fucking beanstalk, and that's it till the next episode. I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out what's at the top of the beanstalk. I'm thinking of Golden Goose on another episode of uh, The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ookie spooky. Yeah. Have an amazing week. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>